Never duplicated. The one and only B. Scott. You're listening to the B. Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. <laughs> there when you i need to find someone to ease my mind yes this is the b scott show once again coming back to you for another week um i am accompanied by my producer brian vasquez hi brian hey what's up b how's it going going good you know we just got pushed back to july the extended that make us the stay at home order has been extended for another two months Fun. And the thing is, is it's so much misinformation out there, but let me just shed some light. I have been saying from the very beginning that things are never going to go back to normal and that this is going to just change how we function, how we um, interact with each other. That blind freedom and carefreeness that we had is gone. And the more we learn about Corona, the scarier it gets. I was just watching on, um, I think it was the, they were having a hearing and they were discussing with the doctor, um, you know, a congressman is basically saying that since children, since children um, have such a low uh, mortality rate when it comes to the disease with coronavirus, they should be able to go back to school and, you know, people should be humble about what they think they know. And then the doctor, so, you know, casually and intelligently gathered the senator together and um, basically was saying that children now, number the mortality rate in children due to coronavirus is higher than what um, people first thought, as well as the symptoms. I mean, that type of um, damage and the the symptoms that they're having are very um, odd and, you know, need to be studied even more before we make any type of decision as to whether or not coronavirus is having a negative effect on children. And that to me is just, you know, mind blowing to think that, you know, you have a, you have a virus that presents itself differently depending upon what age of the person and all these other factors. Um, a big misconception is that it's only for, it only affects people or it only kills people who are older or have pre-existing conditions. And we have learned over and over again 
through things that I have post, um, posted, personally posted on lovebescott.com is that's not the case. There have been people who have been passing away in their 30s, in their 40s, um, and even earlier than that. I have a friend who is a physician and he was saying to me that, um, you know, yes, the majority of people in the hospital are people who have pre-existing conditions and the elderly, but there is also a good number of young people that do not have any um, pre-existing conditions in the hospital as well. So for any of us to think that we're going to go back to normal without a vaccine and without the level of testing needed to be able to trace um, trace and track the, the virus spread is naive. And not only are we, it's like, we, we are, they're talking about in states and Donald Trump and all these different red states of opening back up the government, opening back up the economies as if the virus is just going to magically disappear. And the numbers keep going up. Yes. And especially in California. They said California got it wrong. <laughs> I don't understand. We sitting here giving, you know, ventilators to other states. And they said that we got it wrong. We we underestimated the, the we I guess the, the analysis, the whatever the thing is, the chart, we got it wrong. And now it is like increasing. There is a higher death rate. That's why it was like the kind of like, slow down the opening. They were going to do a lot more opening than I think they actually did because of these new bad numbers that we got in. And companies like Twitter, Twitter has now allowed people, their employees can now work from home forever. And the reason why they're doing that is because the companies don't want to be liable in case someone comes to work and contracts coronavirus and dies. Yep. My wife works in radio and they're doing the exact same thing. They're telling her to stay home because they don't want any lawsuits. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an easy one. And yeah, you know, in is. California, we're very litate, you know, how do you say it? Litigious. Litigious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're very, in California, we're very litigious. And so, I mean, people will sue you on a drop of a dime. And baby, don't I know that? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have been sued up and down and sideways. And I have sued too, you know. Um, so it's just every day. It's just, it's, it's fatigue though. I don't know how much longer... I can be up in the house without working out, without going to the movies, without going to go to dinner, without taking walks on the beach. I need need some type of interaction with other people to maintain some type of normalcy in my mind. I feel like I'm becoming like a recluse. Like I'm just... (laughs) When I see somebody, I'm like, ooh, danger stranger. You know how they used to teach you when you were a child? Danger stranger. Don't talk to no strangers. That's how I feel. Someone speaks to me and I'm shook. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? What do you want? What's going on? Oh my goodness. Um, but speaking of the song, there the song that was like, you know, I need someone to, you know, ease my mind or whatever the case may be. It seems as though one of my exes is trying to make a comeback. Oh boy. It seems as though one of my exes is trying to make a comeback and he's coming back talking about wanting to have kids that Ooh. I'm the one, um, what can we do? The whole quarantine has really made him think about his life and the ones who got away and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the ones who got away and, you know, I've always been his dream 
and you know that he wants to see if he can make this work with me um and i'm i'm torn about it because i am currently seeing someone that i really care about um and in a lot of ways it's really good and it really works and then in some ways it really doesn't oh okay <laughs> and yeah. so it's i'm torn it's like you know I'm just torn about what to do because, you know, I've been talking to the person I'm in a situation with like for almost a year now. I mean, over a year now. And certain issues that I have have not been addressed. And I know that in life, sometimes we oftentimes choose situations that are more difficult because we like a challenge. Um, And also maybe because we don't want the nice guy. The other guy, my ex is the nice guy. He literally worships the ground that I walk on. Like I, he's probably one of two men in my entire life that looks at me the way that he looks at me. Like he just stares at me all the time. Like I can just tell that at any moment he wants to devour me. <laughs> like he literally is like, I love me some B. Scott and I'm going to get as much as I can. Um, and the other situation is not quite that. You have to work for it? It have to work for it. I think there's just, it's just intimacy issues. That's what I think it is. I mean, we've talked about it. And the thing about int- intimacy issues is that the more you talk about it, the more awkward it gets. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it got kind of, it's like, and, but nothing's changed. We talked about it, talked about the int- intimacy issues. And what I felt like I needed and not deserved. And then nothing happened. I mean, there have been some progression, but it's not the progression one would think. You know, um, you would think like about what's going on in certain aspects of my life. You would think that I'm a nun. <laughs> like a nun. <laughs> I don't know like I, I have given my life to the nunnery. <laughs> like <laughs> the fuck is going on? So it's a really, it's a juxtaposition. It's like, you know, I enjoy spending time with this person. You know, we are, we can spend day, the whole day together and won't irritate each other and be cool and, you know, eat, go to movies and whatever, watch movies, watch TV now. Um, But the intimacy is not quite there. And it's starting to make me feel like, you know, something's wrong with me or he's, you know, getting these intimacy his intimacy fulfillment somewhere else, mm. you know? And then at the same time, I have a person coming in my life that's very much so, you know, a lot of things like financially stable, like wants to like, you know, basically as soon as I see him, it's like, you know, when are we going to get it on and popping? Like, that's basically what it is. It's like, it's night and literally night and day. And I feel like the universe is asking me, is testing me and asking me, what do I really want? And mm. I don't know. Like that, I'm torn right now because a part of me is like, I feel like this whole situation, the whole last year or last couple of years have been really difficult for me. And so I had been looking for just companionship in general. And I had, you know, a person, you know, he came in my life and he's filling that space of companionship. But at the same time, like, I don't know if I want to sign up for like, you know, a live-in roommate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, a live-in, fr- you know, friend without... The intimacy. It sounds like, like work. You want yeah. that. I'm not quite there yet. Like, I, I think I, you know, like maybe if I get older, older, 
and okay. you know, sex is not an issue, then yeah, maybe cool. Companionship can be all all that I need, but you know, is I just like sometimes in my life is like it's like some situations are so unique to me and so um bizarre that it only could be me. <laughs> it only could be my life. It's like, what the hell? Like what what, you know? The guy that I like just so happens to have intimacy issues. Like, it's hard to explain. Like, and I never experienced these type of intimacy issues my entire life with anyone. This is the first time I've ever, I've never had this be the issue before. Like, not getting it, you know, getting it in the way that I need to get it in. That's never been the issue. That's been the thing that's still been there when all the other stuff is going to shit. You know, and then I have my ex coming back in and he's like, he, he wants to take this kitty to the pound. Like he wants to take it to the pound. Is he saying stuff (laughs) that you've always wanted him to say in the past? Um, my ex, no, he's always been saying it. Oh, I was the one that wasn't ready. I was the one that wasn't ready. Um, and I think that I had to work through, I think I'm working through right now being ready. I was going to say, are you ready? So. I think so. I think I'm, I think, I think I'm getting there. I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to give myself space to be able to figure out both situations. Um, because I'm not technically in a relationship. There has been no technical relationship type of thing being spoke about. Like, and it has to be like, either you going to, are you, or are you not going to get it popping the way I need you to get it popping with me? You could be getting, I'm pretty sure you're getting it popping with other people. And that that's the part that kind of hurts too. Like, you know, maybe it's easier for this person to get it popping with other people that they don't care about. That's how, I guess that's kind of how intimacy, intimacy issues work. That maybe it's just easier to do certain things or to be a certain person with people that you don't know or don't care about. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know what it is. I can't spend my life trying to navigate somebody else's bullshit. Yeah, no. I can't. I mean, I'm, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Are you? <laughs> There's enough challenges. That's, Are that's you enough. going to please mommy or not? Like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah, so that's what's going on. I did have, I'm not going to do this episode. I'm not going to um, dwell too much on better help. I'm just going to give you a quick little synopsis of it. For those of you love Muppets who don't know or just tune into the podcast, I have been doing uh, the quarantine life type of podcast, which is stripped down, just me talking about what I've been going through, dealing with the pandemic. And a part of me dealing with the pandemic is me seeking help through better help. And each week I have been sharing different tidbits that um, the counselor has been talking to me and I take notes. And one of the things that she said to me this week is that we have to start, or I have to start um, cutting new pathways in my brain. Kind of like when you are trying to make a pathway through the jungle and you are you know, you, the first time is very difficult because it's full of cobwebs and, and vines and all type of weeds and things. But once you make the path pathway, initially it becomes a lot easier for you to try to go back down that train of thought. And so, you know, and, you know, for certain things in my life that, you know, we had determined that I was blaming myself for, 
um, she was just trying to get me to understand that there's a, another way to think about it. And I have to start exploring that way to think about it in order for me to kind of create a new pathway for that train of thought. And that was powerful for me. Um, because a lot of times we get stuck in a way of thinking about something and we just think about it in that way over and over and over and over. And that's why therapists are important because she came in and gave me a different way of thinking about something that I had been thinking about in a very negative way for quite some time. So yes. Um, sounds very helpful for your situation with the ex. It does. It does. And also like, you know, I am getting older. You know, I'm not old. I'm the same age as Beyonce. Oh, oh, oh. Um, you know, 39. And, you know, but my, I, the things that he's been saying, the things that he was were saying 10 years ago are the same things he's saying now, but the only difference is I'm older. Yeah. And those things that he wants, you know, he wants to provide me consistency and stability and kids and resources and you know, he's the type of dude It's like, you know, I'm, you know, of course you love Muffins know that I've been renovating a property. He's the type of dude, like what you need, like, <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Wow. <laughs> it is not, it's not like what you need. Like, I'm going to come go pick up some flowers. Like what you like, do you need some money to help, you know, finish your house, you know? And of course I'm independent and I don't like people helping me at all, period. Because when, you know, coming from my family, when people help you, it comes with, you know, I've always been, you know, learned or always been accustomed to the strings that are attached to whatever they do to help you. And at a moment's notice, they're throwing it back up in your face. Yeah. And so that's why I'm very cautious about who can help me. Or even like in the business that I do, I'm very cautious about, you know, favors I ask of people. I probably almost never ask for favors from counterparts my peers or anyone. They sure as hell ask me for favors all the time, but I almost never, never say never, but I almost never ask a favor of anyone just because that's just how I'm built. But at the end of the day, I do believe me seeking this help and with my therapist, I realized that it is okay to ask for help or to get help from people who actually want to help you for the right reason. And um, what's wearing me down with the ex is that he's just been, they both are being super consistent, um, but he's being very consistent with it. You well, know. That's actually pretty promising. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a good we'll situation see. to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, things that are being promising, we might as well just go ahead and get into the Beast Guy buzz because we got a lot of Housewives of Atlanta reunion tea to talk about. Oh, yeah. The B. Scott Buzz. <laughs> you know what these housewives were doing, right? These housewives were doing what I'm doing right now is that they were good and liquored up. They were good and liquored up by the time that camera turned on in their living room or bedroom or whatever the different housewives were taping. They, because they brought a level of crunkness a level of boutedness that I did not expect. Even though we had told all the tea, I did not expect for everybody to be going for it the way that they were going for it. And 
a part of the tea that we had told you was that, you know, for the main part of it is we were saying, or a main feature of the tea that we ran exclusively on lovebescott.com was that the girls have broken off into groups. So it was, it's Nini and Portia have now formed an alliance again, big sister, little sister, and they would tag team people together. And then we had Kenya, Eva, and Candy working together and tag teaming people together. And then we had Cynthia riding the fence. (laughs) (laughs) And that is that dynamic of the reunion that sure as hell came to place. And we said, because a lot of my love muffins or some of them were saying, well, B. Scott, you said that, you know, that um, Eva let Nene have it and da-da-da-da-da. Yes, I did say that. I did say that Eva let Nene have it, right? She went in on Nene, and Nene at one point closed her computer and walked off and stormed off. That's what my exclusive said. What we didn't have all of the, you know, flushing out is that Eva got dragged along the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I, mean, it, I mean, it's like, you know, you know, Going back and forth in these reunion shows is not is never not going to be messy. So this is I me. Mean, so, but the the bones of it of my tea was a hundred percent true. They were going back and forth, and Nene was going in on Eva, and Eva was going in on Nene, and so much so Nene got up and left. That is a fact. Nene closed her computer. Her and Eva were going at it, going back and forth. Nene shut down her laptop, closed the computer, and stormed off. That was the tea that we reported. But play the clip. You're not going to direct you to me because you got your own bullshit with you. No, you're not going to be. Well, I can easily do this, bitch. What happened? Did she turn her camera off? Is her computer closed? I don't see Nene anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What's she not fitting to do? The door is closed. The computer is shut. Nene, come back. Girl, is it? Come on back, girl. Oh, my God. You know you need to come back because you weren't in the episodes. You need those checks, girl. Okay. We're going to leave it there and take a break. Ooh. And that confirmed the other tea that we had was that she had been cut out of episodes and she's not getting paid for the episodes she's been cut out of. And can you confirm that she needed to come back and because she needed that check because she was cut out of episodes. Here's today's STEM tip. Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Microsoft Surface and Teams. At CDW, we get the future of remote meetings works differently. Oh, going right from launch directly into a meeting, that could be awkward. But with Microsoft Surface devices with Teams orchestrated by CDW, the future works better. Touchscreen voice capabilities keep Teams engaged and productive, enabling you to always collaborate with confidence. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. You have a spinach in your teeth. Thanks for the tip, man. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash surface. You see how like all of our tea just in time it all kind of comes out to be true. Yeah, play the play the the, the Nene versus Eva was funny. Let's play that one. Mr. Nene, 
this ain't your fight. Sweetheart, baby, it's whatever I want it to be. You just want to say that plum and try to turn it into a peach. And nobody's gonna help you today. You've not been. I was anywhere. on the red carpet. You were trying to get on when I met you, sweetheart. Girl, nobody Mary cares about Glenn. you being on carpet. Continue, Andy, seventeen what? years ago. Been on okay? it. You been didn't say seventeen dollars. Okay. Don't nobody care. You were broke when you came to Atlanta. I've been on the cover of magazines. Since when? All you can talk about is top model, and that was the last time you was on top. You a freshman, bitch. Remember that. And you're the. Yeah, you are grad student. Double time. A lot of us are your elders. Respect your elders. Respect your elders. You have a camera in 2004, sweetheart. You're done. Go back to LA and lick the bottle. All right. You were out there moving on. Are you the ones that sent you to the outskirts of Atlanta? You were Okay. Oh, they went on mute. No, y'all did not. That was like, the whole reunion was like that. The whole reunion was like that. It was just, just so much going on. And poor Portia was drunk. You can obviously tell she was drunk. She was she had, I don't know what she was drinking. I think she was drinking some Hennessy because she was in rare form. She was liquored up for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, Eva, at least she didn't come in being the nonchalant mute that she was in a lot of the season. And the season before, like she came, she came to reunion ready to play. She came, she was like, I'm Eva the Diva. I'm here. I'm going to give it back to any of these girls the best that I can um, to the highest level that I can, you know. And, but when you're dealing with other people who are reading professionals um, that have been doing this for, se- you know, for a number of seasons, you know, you are not, it's not going to be an easy win. Like, and I think well, a lot of these, most of the situation that we listen to is, you know, they both have gotten some jabs in, some, certain things in. Because if you go back and listen to what Eva was saying underneath Nene yelling, because that's what Nene does. She just yells and tries to drown you out, saying the same thing over and over and over. Um, Eva was getting in some really good reads if you listen to what she was saying. Okay. And... You know, and I am not that big of an Eva fan, but no one can take away the fact that she's beautiful and that she just had three babies. And that's the problem is like these women have just had babies, but yet they're critiquing each other's bodies and shaming each other. And it's just, you know, it's, it gets a little like, mm, <laughs> do I feel good walking away from this? Or do, you know, what do I feel about these women, you know, tearing each other down right after having babies. That's basically what's happening. Like, you know, Kenya just had a baby. Portia just had a baby. Eva just had a baby. And they're saying things about each other's bodies and stuff that kind of make you feel like, ooh, you know? And also a part of our tea was that, um, you know, it's petty tea. This part of the petty tea was about Nene basically having her titties out. And her breasts were basically almost out. Like, I mean, it was just the whole... You know, there's a clip where <laughs> there's a clip where Portia reads Eva about her breast. But if <laughs> play the clip and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> Girl, the titties is aged hands. They social distancing, bitch. Don't come for me. You like them? <laughs> you like them? <laughs> and I'm just saying, if Portia's titties was social distancing, then what the hell was Nene's titties doing? <laughs> you know, was Nini's breast just dropping it low? Like, what was it like? But that was on the heels of this clip of Portia 
And this is another part of our tea, another part of the tea that we reported in our exclusive. The tea was that they, that Portia was mad at Eva because Eva had said that Portia's baby looked like the daddy, Dennis. And like, you know, looked like Dennis with a bow. And Portia took that to mean that um, Eva was calling her baby ugly. And then, like, as we said, they got into a big, you know, um, blown up argument about it. And we have the clip. So let's play that. Speaking on my child. You hear that? Do you see me? Do you hear yes. what I am saying? I never I spoke on your yes child. Yes, you did. Let me tell you something. Whenever you are coming for me in my C-section, like thousands of women have not had a f***ing C-section, trust me, you coming for me. I didn't come for you. You came really? for me. That's what you're going to do? Bringing my name into a storyline for yourself, that day. Because let me tell you how I will whop you you're upside. You're the one that brought my name up first. My you story don't come and tell me how to pop trust. back trust. pampered don't by pressure. Don't tell me how to bounce and snap back. Dennis with a bow. Baby, your baby is a clone with a baby. Eva, are you saying you didn't mean it as a read? I made that as a read to you. You I can't never read at any point. Disrespecting Eva, it doesn't child. sound great. If you're reading Thank her and you, you say it as part of the read, Thank it you. doesn't sound great. She does look like Dennis with a bow. And you look like a <laughs> child with lips on it, with black okay. lipstick. Shut um, the where's the line? You say it one more time, and I will virtually kick your ass. Wow. But, <laughs> I do, I, you know, the thing is, I don't like how people get so up in arms about certain things and not, and it turns right back around and they're not upset. You know, like Portia was trying to make it seem like Kenya needed to forgive, Nene, you know, need to forgive Nene for saying that her child was a buffalo, a water buffalo or whatever. Um, and then turns right back around and then Portia's upset that Eva said that her child looks like the daddy, which is true. That baby does look like Dennis. And, but the, the, the real component here that we're not talking about that people are not really getting to is Portia saying that Dennis is ugly. Is that what she's mad about? Because if you, if, if Eva is saying that she looks like Dennis with a bow, why is that a negative thing? Unless you think the baby daddy is ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the, what's the the situation here? So, and then on the heels of, of course, we gave you the tea about um, Kenya and Nini were going to go at it at one point, at some point in the reunion, and it was a nasty read. But I didn't expect this either. I didn't even expect, and I'm friends with Kenya. I didn't expect her to have the best read of last episode. This is the best read of last episode. This was some old Downton Abbey type of read. This is like, you know that old lady that was on Downton Abbey and she would sit there in that chair and she would read you in like a riddle almost? Like Nene, you can see that Nene was trying to, trying to process the read and she almost didn't even get it. She almost let it go because it was too, it was like too complex at first for her to really understand that it was a read. But Kenya read her so good and so thoroughly, like, I just can't, like, I still can't get over it. Play the clip. About Brooklyn looking like Mark. Thank you, God. She does look like Mark. But we know one thing, that her kids are her kids because they look exactly like her. Huh? Touche. Let's move on. By my face is gorgeous, bitch, and you mad. Bye, You're sad. I'm so flawless. You wish you were flawless, bitch. 
This is flawless. You over there looking like a white woman in drag. Shut the hell up. Your whole Her body is botched, bitch. What botch do you look booty, like? bitch. Botch booty. I don't know if I'm looking at the Real Housewives reunion or a scene from White Chips. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was shocking. That was such a thorough read. And I don't care. People don't have to like Kenya. You don't have to like anything about whatever I say. But you know that was a good read. That was the read for the gods, honey. She read Nene back to the back row of church. Like, she put... She read Nene out of her own house. She basically... Let me break it down. She basically said that, you know, we know her kids are her kids because the kids look like their mama. It's a lot. She, she called She called Nene ugly. <laughs> she called Nene ugly without having trying to say it. And for that matter, the kids too. I mean, you know, and, and I don't, the thing is when Nene called her child a buffalo, she has the right to call her children ugly, that's just like their mother. That's basically what she said. The kids are ugly just like their mother. We know that they are, the, you know, definitely her children because they look like her. That's basically what she tried to say. They look like the face that Nene changed. <laughs> it's just ruthless, man. It's that's thing. the thing about kids. The kids, let me tell you something. The kids, they look like how you look before the plastic surgery. That's how genes work. Jeans don't factor in all the work you've got done to your face. Jeans go back to that first face, that first face that I interviewed all those years ago. <laughs> and I swear to God, Nene does look like a completely different person. She's not the same person. And it's just a lot. If you go to her Instagram and look at those photos she's posted, it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> and then she's going to tell a beauty queen. Because that's what Kenya is. Kenya is literally a beauty queen. Like, <laughs> that she's jealous of her face. What do you, what? You know, like, and Kenya was like, no, I'm flawless and moving her hair and just like fucking with her. And then goes on to say that she's, you know, a white woman in drag. These read, those reads, that little combo right there, that was a one, two, three. It was like, oh my God. Like, whoa. And then said that she thinks she's, um, doesn't know whether she's watching no Housewives of Atlanta or the white chick. Oh my goodness. And then a part of the reunion was that Candy and Eva, I mean, Candy and Nene were getting into it. And um, I don't know whether, was it on this episode or is it going to be the next episode where Candy was telling Nene that I'm ingrained in your brain? Uh, it's the next one. So so basically they got into this big blow up fight and that's a part of our T2. So for you love muffins out there that need to go and understand what's about to happen, it was all in our T. And the, Nene and Candy got into it because Nene is upset that Candy is the highest paid housewife and that also Candy is, has been the one that's getting all the spinoffs and Nene has not. And let me bring your attention to something that's very important. Candy runs the show around there. The network loves Candy. The network appreciates Candy. Candy spinoffs have been the highest rated spinoffs of the show's history. So Nene taking this, taking Candy on in this way, you can only think it's already, you know, it's 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 gonna not help a situation that's already really bad. You know, she was already been suspended this season because of the fact that she knocked out that producer's tooth and she's been really difficult to work with. Now you're going in on their top talent and you're threatening to sue the network 
because they're not giving you what you're giving the top talent. And then she makes it crystal clear on The Breakfast Club. Candy said that you only go into therapy as a damage control tactic. What's your thoughts on that? What damage do I need to control? I didn't do anything. You guys watched the show. I sat there. They said what they said. I said what I said. Candy just wants to be number one. You know, she's never been number one in anything that she's done. So coming over here to my house, she wants to be number one. It's just this seat is not available yet. It's available when I give it to her. She's number two. Yeah. And to me, that just so pressed. I mean, Candy has had all types of number ones, including scrubs. You remember TLC Scrubs? No, you know, I don't know. That's Candy. Candy wrote songs for her, for Destiny's Child, um, for Mariah Carey. Like, she is prolific. And on top of that, Candy was a multimillionaire before she even joined the show. So, Candy, truth be told, Candy is worth more than all of the other housewives on Housewives of Atlanta combined. If you add up all of the money and resources that they have, it still would not measure up to the amount of money that Candy makes and has. Candy is the highest paid housewife. And that's the, per- you know, like a person only acts the way Nene's acting when they know they're in second position. Why do you have to say Candy ain't never had a number one? She's never been number one her whole life because you know she's the number one highest paid housewife. Why, why don't you just address that flat out and say, I'm the highest paid housewife? Because she knows that's not true. And the proof is in the pudding. So not only is Candy the highest paid housewife, she's also getting extra checks from all the spinoffs that she has done. Think about that, T. The T is not only is she getting paid more to do the actual show, she's also making way more money than that when she's doing these spinoffs. So that's what Nene's mad about. Tell us what you're really mad about. And the thing is, on the show, Nene and Candy didn't have not a one argument. This is coming out of totally something that's not a part of the actual what went down Housewives of Atlanta. This is coming out of Nene being jealous of Candy. And I don't know what Nene thinks. Does Nene think that she goes and literally now she has drama with everybody? So does she think that because she has drama with everybody, that's going to save her job that is on the chopping block? I personally believe that the Housewives of Atlanta need a lot of new blood. They need at least, I'm, I'm thinking two to three new housewives. I think they need to kind of just, you know, keep, I'm not going to say exactly who I think should go and who should stay, but I think at least two to three should leave. And I think two to three new should come because we get it now. This is like the same type of, you know, repetitive bullshit that we get with Nene and the fallout of this and all this stuff. Like, we, we just need some new blood. It's not, it's like, it's, and, it, and it's getting to the point now where it's getting so nasty, it has the potential of not being fun anymore. Yeah, I get that. Because you ever seen, like, on internet when you see two people fighting, like, you watch the fight videos, at first it's like, oh, okay. But then when they get to the part where they're, like, kicking each other in the head and stuff, it kind of makes you feel weird. <laughs> this is what's happening here. Not to say that they're kicking each other in the head, but they are verbally kicking each other in the head and tearing each other down. At a certain point, it's like, whoa. Even the clip that, you know, um, Portia was saying that Eva's breasts were social distancing. It's just sad because of the fact that most of the women probably watching the the, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta have breasts like Eva. You get what I'm saying? So that's how people are so now used to getting work done 
and how these breasts look once you have implants or lifts or all these other things that the housewives, all of them have gotten um, for the most part, that they don't even know how natural breasts look. And natural breasts oftentimes do have some social distancing going on. That's the truth. The breasts that don't have social distancing going on are the breasts that are fake. And then to see people going all in, yes, Portia got her good. Portia, well, you're talking about yourself because I'm pretty sure that the average person doesn't have a boob job. And that's the, how it gets a little tricky. It's like, oh, okay. You know, I, I wanted to go back to just like, you know, they're having a fun time. And also that their beef is actually based about things that are happening during the season of the show, not things outside of the show. And I think that they need to just bring in some fresh blood so they can have some new storylines, new interactions, because like it's kind of like deja vu. Every time we see a situation, it's going to play out a certain way. And we like it's been over and over and over, season after season, the same type of scenario with the same people. We need something different. At least when Kim Fields were here, we just had a little bit different something going on. Like we need <laughs> something. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see who they, I mean, I'm hearing. And this is very early on, but I am hearing they're going to do a major shakeup with Housewives of Atlanta. And that's probably why Nene's going around acting the way she's acting, because she probably understands and knows basically that she could very well be a part of that shakeup. Because imagine how many people they could hire off of her salary alone. Because the Housewives start out very low. So they could bring in three, three new Housewives for less than what they're paying Nene. And especially now that Nene's going in against their prized possession, which is Candy. Candy, don't get it twisted, you know. <laughs> Candy is the Housewives of Atlanta in, in regards of what Bravo sees it to be. Well, I guess I could just wrap it up here <laughs> and just let it be a Housewives um, moment for you guys and Love Muffins because this basically is the whole episode, you know, that we had talked about. This is the Housewives of Atlanta reunion tea confirmation episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I want to thank you, Love Muffin, so much for listening um, to the podcast and, you know, being supportive of me and what I do and um, going to the website. There is an exclusive up right now on the website um, about Prince and Sheila E and how Prince and Sheila E have fallen out and he consider her an enemy and that um, he had sent her several cease and desist letters. And Sheila E. came out with a, um, a tell-all book that he was not happy about. And they were not close for quite some time, for at least the last five years. And after his death, Sheila E. was blocking some of his favorite band members um, from performing in his tributes. So all that tea is on lovebscott.com right now if you want to go get that tea, you know. But I think it's best to go ahead and just let this episode be the Housewives of Atlanta confirmation, you know, tea confirmation episode. And until next time, double kisses. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The B. Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B. Scott. And make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on lovebscott.com. 